by today's intro today we are discussing all things love and not just love but navigating through love and neurodivergence which is a completely different ballpark than what many will understand or and I'm glad that they don't understand it's it's not very fun all the time um and seeing as valentine schmalentine's day is coming up and Seeing the pink and the red everywhere just making me want to projectile vomit all over it. It let let's just talk about this. Let's let's talk about the struggles so you understand, girl, boy, her, they, you're not alone. I don't I don't care about this shit either, but I'm here. <laughs> um, moving right along. So um I will just I want to ramble off, rum, oh Lord, excuse me, guys, I'm a little tongue-tied, that's that AD, that morning ADHD, um, <laughs> my words, but um, my, imba- my chemical imbalances include ADHD, bipolar depression, major depression, and um, generalized slash social anxiety with uh, panic attacks. That is a trifecta that has made it very, very hard for me to navigate through love, Um, at least in my adult life, in my my now adult life. Um, As a kid, my childhood definitely played a role in that as well. I actually grew up in a two-parent household with two married parents, but in my opinion, they hated each other, even though they are still married to this day. So to begin with, before I even tapped into my neurodivergence, I never had a good depiction of what love is. I never saw it growing up. My parents were only affectionate if it was a photo op. Um, In their day-to-day life, though, I did not feel like they loved each other. Like, the only time they really recognized each other was on holidays. And I guess that's part of the reason why I don't really care about holidays too much, because it just seems fake to me. And by the way, these are my thoughts. They, They, you do not have, if you resonate with them, great amen if you don't don't take it personally um but anyways that's why like these superficial holidays just don't do it for me because i i personally feel like i want to feel the same love that i feel on that day i want to feel that every day i don't think there's anything wrong with wanting that there are beings out here that will do it i just haven't found them yet lord have mercy (laughs) but they exist i i know they exist and I guess I I am manifesting and hoping that I do stumble across that one person, but I have to be honest, my neurodivergence is a huge catalyst in what stops me from moving forward. So for starters, when it comes to neurodivergence, I do want to say that as a person with disorders, you have to take accountability. For the for the greater greater percentage of my relationships, I have always played the victim. I'm sad. I'm depressed. You don't understand. You don't hear me. You don't do this. You don't do that. And it took me stepping away from those relationships to realize that although, yes, some of them were not the ideal fit for me, 
and yes some of them were not um able to provide the the type of support that I needed at least these were things that I knew walking in if you walk into a situation as a neurodivergent person with someone that's already half loving you babe you can't expect that love to eventually become whole no matter how much time you invest when you when a neurodivergent person steps into love and not even just neurodivergent this is actually speaking to just everyone when you step into any type of romance this person needs to understand you they need to understand your expectation they need to understand the things that you need and vice versa and I feel as though the minute you realize that those things can't be provided, don't go further because you're only going to trigger yourself and you're only going to continue to make yourself feel less than and you're, only go- and you're always going to be caught in this wheel of what's wrong with me. And that's something that I've caught myself on to the point where I've had so many failed relationships. I'm just like, well, well, goddamn, is it me? And low key it is. But that's prob that won't that's not the case for everyone i'm gonna tell you that right now for me it is i am the problem am i the drama i am the drama <laughs> sorry guys i have a i have a tiktok reference for everything under the sun um anyways so me navigating through the, those relationships i knew early on oh air oh if you're into astrology they were all pisces men i have a problem can you guys tell i like torture yeah always dated pisces men and women struggle struggle I, I like to be hurt um <laughs> oh my god but yeah I walked into a lot of relationships knowing that the love was half assed and just feeling as though if I poured enough into a person they would eventually love me the way I needed to be loved and that's just not the case especially with neurodivergence because at the end of the day eventually we get burnt out And if you're pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring into someone else's cup, your cup is not just left dry, it's it's left cracked, it's left split open. Lord, I feel like I'm talking about a, like someone just got busted wide open or something. But anyways, it's a mess. You're left with nothing, essentially. And you're below square one. You feel as though you're a zero and you feel as though you're just incapable And that's something that I want to help you guys avoid if I can by just sharing my experiences as usual and sharing my my insights on it. Um, But I just want to go back to accountability. So I eventually, when I stepped out of my relationships, I haven't been dating for over a year now. Um, When I actually had the time to step out of my relationships and really figure out where did I fail and where did I go wrong, it came down to me realizing that I needed to be accountable. You can do this woe is me act. It's, I don't, I use the term act very, very lightly guys, but you can do this woe is me spiel as, as much as you want. But when it comes down to it, if, if what I, like what I just said, excuse me guys, Lord, if like what I just said, if the person is not capable of loving you, fully to begin with it's not going to happen down the line um and more importantly if a person doesn't understand your neurodivergence and your triggers and everything that makes you you from the beginning nine out of ten it's not going to work because they're not equipped um also you can't be codependent 
I feel as though in all of my relationships, actually, I was going to say almost, but honestly, all of them, I have been very codependent. I have wanted someone to love me in ways that I hadn't even learned to love myself yet. I had wanted people to make me feel whole in ways I hadn't even made myself feel whole yet. I wanted people to fill voids that I myself was the only person who could fill, who could fill them. And relying on a human being to do that is not only dangerous to yourself, it's incredibly hurtful to them. Because at one point or another, or another, you become so self-absorbed with me, 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 and I, 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 and I need to be fulfilled that the relationship is no longer a give or take. It's just you being combative and you wanting your things when you want it. And when they can't provide it, you becoming combative. And that's not okay. I think a common misconception is that when people date neurodivergence or people that are chemically imbalanced, that it okays some of the abuse we inflict on people, and it's not. Yes, yes, I did say abuse. We can be abusive to people. I definitely have. Not physically so much. (laughs) Can y'all tell I just lied? (laughs) I haven't gotten physical with a spouse in years. But in my past, yes, I have. Um, My my go-to has always been beat a bitch up, yup, and that's not okay. Thankfully, I've never gotten really my ass beat, but it could have happened from the level of anger that I couldn't control with spouses that I allowed to leak out to the point where I actually touched someone. That's not okay. But definitely verbally, big abuser. I can break someone down with words like that, and that's not okay either. And it's so messed up. As much as I can't stand my sperm donor, I am a reincarnation of him. And it shows in the way I've handled people throughout my love life. Um, From writing these thick-ass paragraphs at 3 a.m. about some nonsense that really doesn't even need to be an argument. By creating these invisible scenarios in my head and becoming the what-if doctor. And literally forcing myself to believe someone was cheating when there was nothing going on. Um, All the way down to, like the typical you don't love me you don't love me and you do you know how difficult that is for someone that really like loves the ground that you walk on to hear that you don't even think that and that you don't even feel it that it's very dismissive to them so when I step back and I take I want that to be the key word of the day accountability accountability when I step back And I really think about what role I played in my love life. I have been the common denominator. I have been a lot of the cause of my own hurt. Because I either didn't recognize the red flags in the beginning with the person and didn't realize that they would never be able to be capable of loving me the way I want to be loved or I found that right love and pushed it away. I pushed it away with my insecurities. 
And yes, these are things that are a cat are are a symptom of my neurodivergence, but I can only blame that so much, especially when I'm as, as self-aware as I am. Um, a lot of neurodivergent people are self-aware, but if you don't have, again, the key word, accountability. If you aren't accountable for the things that you recognize about yourself, it's 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 useless because you're not owning who you are. And you're not telling yourself that those things need to be corrected for you to move on, not just in love, but in life in general. Um, but that trifecta has made it really, really rough for me when it comes to love. Well, at least love with another person. So I'm going to change gears and tell you about the love that I have found, though. And that is the love of self. Spending this time alone, dedicating myself to me, dedicating my time to my journals, my tarot decks, speaking to source, has allowed me to connect spiritually in ways that I don't want to say I don't necessarily crave love from another person but I'm okay by myself until that time comes like more than okay by myself I actually love myself so much I don't even know if I want to be with another person that's how much I love myself and everything every expectation that I've expected from an ex that I've never given myself I've spent and I'm spending this entire time giving myself those things. I want to wake up the hot tea and breakfast in the morning. What do I do? I make myself hot tea and breakfast in the morning. I want to come home to a package on the porch of something that I really wanted. What do I do? I'll order something and thanks to ADHD, I'll forget about it. And magically it'll appear on my doorstep and it's like, surprise! Ta-da! <laughs> I'll... I'm such a candle girl, such a candle girl. I just went to the um, Walmart yesterday and stole some. Yes, you heard that correctly. Um, Love candles. I got myself a Bob Ross calendar just because I love my boy Bob Ross. Got myself a Bob Ross plushie. Got myself a new bong. Like, I just pour into myself. I treat myself so good and so well and love up on myself so much that when the right person does step into my life, I feel as though I would be able to fully accept their love because I'm not expecting them to make me whole. I want to enter a relationship whole. And I think that's another common misconception people make is like, Oh, like, everyone doesn't have to be whole and fixed to enter a relationship. You are absolutely correct. You don't. You absolutely don't. That's not what I'm saying at all. But do I believe that it'll make it a whole lot easier? Yeah. It would. Those insecurities are lessened. Those arguments are lessened. That that emptiness, that neurodivergence and and us beings just feel often that we aren't being fully and wholly loved 
that's lesson because you love yourself so much already that the next person that steps into your life is just an addition to that love. They don't complete you. You're not half of a person. You are a whole person. And they are adding to that wholeness. It took me so long to realize that people that are living in love oftentimes love themselves wholly and completely. And they can completely just bask in the love that they do find with another person and own it and just completely enjoy life without those annoying, nagging insecurities because the person is simply adding to their love. Can you imagine being like your your gas tank is at a um, 100% and you know how like you try to keep putting more gas in and the little nozzle keeps clicking because it's too much, it's too much gas in there. That's almost how I feel like love should be. You should be pulling up to the gas station on a full tank just trying to squeeze a little bit more in. And it's hard, but you still you're still squeezing some more in. And that little nozzle goes a little bit past the F line. And you're on cruise control. That's how I want to view love. I feel like that's the best way for a neurodivergent person to navigate through love and to eventually achieve it. Start with self before you even worry about those things. And even if you are in the process of still finding self or still navigating through yourself and love meets you halfway through or a quarter of the way through, don't deny it. I don't want anyone to block their blessings because they don't feel like the gas tank is full. That's that's not what I'm saying either. But I do feel as though if you do pause your own personal love and your own personal love journey to allow someone in, make sure that there are boundaries Make sure that there's an understanding that you are worried about loving yourself. And I feel as though the right person would completely understand that and would be okay taking their time getting to know you and getting to know why you are the way you are. And that's another thing that's that makes it difficult about um, freaking relationships nowadays it's, it's just like this jiffy pop shit where you just pop it over the stove and pop, 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 we're together. No, honey, like there's no courting. There's no, hey, yo, let me take you out to dinner. There's none of that. It's, hey, you want to link up to my house and fuck? Want to do some Netflix and fuck? Want to cook for me and fuck? Like, oh my God, do y'all, do you have no, you lack substance, baby. I don't want that. I don't want, I can't get jiggy with that shit. Like, no, it's, it's not it. That's not the vibe. Mm, not my steez. And that's another thing that makes it so hard with, with, at least in my case, with my neurodivergence is that I have to go slow. If you meet me and you like almost try to slingshot me into a relationship and slingshot me into feeling as though I'm locked down, even though I'm not talking to anyone anyways, I get weirded out. And in true Pisces form, what we do, Pisces? When when shit get weird, what we do? We what? We run. Fast and hard. We run. Word to Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest. We motherfucking run. Because that shit is weird. The hell? You don't even know me. The fuck? 
<laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. But that's the type of like lifestyle that we live in now, especially on social media. A, a nigga thinks that he lack enough pictures and he's done enough hard eyes that that mean that you just you just understood. You understood the assignment. You just knew he was coming for that ass. Respectfully, sweetheart, I'm pretty. I, I get hard eyes comments all day long. Baby, what else you got to offer? And it should include dinner plans at a restaurant outside. That's another, that's another thing. Like, I am pretty. Why do you want to keep me in the house? That is some ghetto ass shit. And I'm not a teenager no more. I'm about to be 26 in about two months. Child, when I tell you I do not have time for them little childish ass games, I don't. I really, really don't. And that's why I don't give a fuck about Valentine's Day. Because even if I were to meet somebody right now, it would just be the typical nigga with the, oh, you want to link up and do a telly? I'm the type of person I can't even get intimate with someone that I don't understand intellectually. Um, I believe it's called demisexual. If I don't know how your brain works, if I don't know your your views, your morals, do you like the gays? Because that's important to me. Look, if you don't like gay men, you, you can't like me. That's my community. I did not mean to rhyme, but bars. <laughs> um, it's lots of things. It's lots of deal breakers for me. And I have to understand your mind mentally. And with, with me understanding your your mind and how it works, that comes with time. time that a lot of people don't want to invest and because they don't want to invest that time I'm 1000% investing that time in myself and you should look at it the same way sweetheart I definitely plan on doing a part two to this episode where I interview um some fellow neurodivergent beings that are navigating through love and that are in love, actually. I I can't wait for me to put that together for you guys to hear that, but there will definitely be a part two to this podcast. But I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. I'm gonna end it there. And I really hope you took some things from this brief little discussion that will definitely be a lot longer um on the part two. But don't don't let this shit get to y'all, y'all. Like don't don't let these these superficial holidays make you feel less than. Don't make your current situation feel like you're incapable of being loved. Give yourself that love. You know you can do it. So why haven't you? I kid you not, no one will ever love you and no one will ever pour into you as much as you pour into yourself. Cause no one knows you better than you. You know what you like, give it to yourself. And on that note, I'm going to sign out. This is your host, Excellence. Thank you for tuning into the Enigmatic Thoughts Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Well, I'll hear you guys next week. Almost made me quit. Then I met you. When I met you, I knew this was it. I've never been in love like this. For some hours And hours and hours and hours and hours And I'm
could do this for hours. 